Hi friends, it's me Jennifer Jade and you're listening to The Soul Adventurer, your number one spiritual growth podcast to bring you even further into your greatness. I believe every soul in human form is on a soul adventure, but only some will make the most of it. This podcast is for anyone that desires to awaken, align, and inspire others through journeying to become their best self. If that's you, welcome. You're in the right place, and this is where you belong. Are you ready for today's soul adventure? Then let's begin. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of The Soul Adventure. I am your host, Jennifer Jade. I'm a speaker, coach, and author for anyone who is ready to live a soul-aligned life full-time. That means you're ready to step into your purpose, to do meaningful and fulfilling work in the world, and live a life that truly lights you up from the inside out. I'm really excited for today's topic. It is hugely necessary. You may think that you are the only one suffering inside of this fear and this setback, this one thing holding you back. But in actuality, now that I've been doing this work for a few years with the public, with clients, with students, and for a lifetime in my own life experience, I now realize this is an epidemic that we all have hiding below the surface. I don't want to say everyone, but a lot of people, a lot more than you would think, are actually struggling with this too. So let's dive in. The number one thing standing between you and living a soul-aligned life full-time, standing between you and living your purpose and feeling ignited, excited, aligned, fulfilled, is maybe not what you think. Lots of times people will initially tell me, well, the reason why they're not pursuing their dreams or pursuing what does feel aligned for them is because they don't have enough time. Maybe it's because they have children at home, little ones, maybe even babies. Um, They've got to look after the kids. They've got to take care of their spouse, keep the house clean. Perhaps they work a full-time job as well, or I've had a client that has had three jobs and six kids, not even kidding. That's a legitimate thing. And... Um, like truly, I mean, for her, especially feeling like literally I don't have any extra time to even consider what my purpose, my calling might be. All I know is I am feeling unfulfilled and I am, I do feel like I meant for something more, but how could I possibly have time for that? So that's usually kind of a surface fear that I get that, that seems very real and feels very real. The other fear that I often will hear from my clients, and I've even had this myself, is I don't have enough money. You know, lots of times when we want to learn something new or we want to start on a new path for ourselves, that means investing in teachers, in mentors, in learning a new skill, um, in education, training, whatever it is. And if we're barely getting by as it is, how do we feel like we have extra money to invest in a new future? Maybe we're already in debt. Maybe we have already started a business and it didn't go according to plan and we have debt from that business. I know I had that experience in my own life when I 
had left my job as a mortgage broker, my nine to five in finance, and I pursued my childhood dream of destination wedding photography. I was absolutely on fire for the first few years. I loved it. I was exhilarated. I couldn't believe that I was living this dream that I had once had as a kid and I was being paid for it and I was being flown around the world. And, you know, I just, I could not believe it. And then as I started to get that old familiar tap on the shoulder that maybe something else was meant for me, I started to feel the tank of excitement and exhilaration empty when it came to photography. So there was a period of time where I was in this unknown transition phase. I didn't understand why I didn't love photography as much as I once had. And so I started to throw money at the problem. I started to rebrand and get a new logo and a $4,000 website and create a $6,000 in-person meeting space and get all these samples created of photo albums and wall prints and and I thought, oh, it just needs a, a facelift and then I'll, it'll feel fresh and I'll feel in love with it again. Well, that wasn't the case and it didn't help. It just left me in, you know, quite a bit of debt and a business that I no longer wanted to be a part of. So being in that position and not having a whole lot of money coming in because I was just so not excited by booking shoots anymore and also having the debt weighing on my back. And coming from a background of finance where having debt is the devil and the worst thing you could possibly do, I felt really stuck between a rock and a hard place. And when it came to investing into a new future, it was terrifying. So that's another fear that I'll often hear is I don't have the money, you know, to invest in to my dreams, whatever they may be. But surprisingly enough, those are actually not the real reasons we often do not move ahead with our purpose and with living a soul-aligned life full time. They're the easy, low-hanging fruit excuses. And again, I'm not saying that it's not real. I have definitely had clients that have had literally six kids and three jobs, and one of those was a business that she was running on her own. Um, so it, it does feel very real that you don't have enough time. It does feel very real that you don't have money or tens of thousands of dollars of debt that, that feels very real, but it's not the reason. It's not the reason. The reason deeper than these fears deeper, these are kind of like if you picture an ocean and you can see the rippling waves on the top of the ocean. They're the most obvious, they're the most clear to see are the waves at the surface. But below the surface is this whole vast underbelly, this whole undercurrent of what's really going on. And what the truth is, if you're ready to hear it, this will make sense for you. If you're not ready to hear it, it won't make sense for you and that's okay too. The truth is, what is keeping you from living your soul-aligned life full-time, what is standing in the way between you and living your purpose full-time is, are you ready? Judgment. It is judgment. It is self-judgment on yourself. It is the fear of judgment from others. 
Now, I, I promise you, I'm not just making this up. I've had hundreds, maybe thousands of conversations with different people at this point who tell me their deepest, darkest fears. And of course, money and time come up right away. But when we dig a little deeper, what I find is that almost all of us have the same fear. What will other people think of me? Have you ever heard that one of the biggest fears that humans have is actually not the fear of dying, but the fear of public speaking? Do you know why people would be so terrified and afraid of public speaking? Do you think it's because they're afraid of their life being put in jeopardy or that something painful is going to happen to them, like some like something horrible like you know that puts their life in jeopardy no it's it's not there's no harm there's no physical actual harm that's going to come to us more than likely when we're public speaking what we're fearing is not the act of public speaking itself but of what other people are thinking of us while we're public speaking this is the number one fear i hear it all day, every day when I'm working with clients, when I'm talking to potential clients, when I'm talking with peers and colleagues and strangers that I meet in my everyday life. This is the undercurrent. So let me ask you this. Are you willing to let your whole life fly by and not take a chance on your purpose, your dreams, your calling, that yearning that you have for something more because of a fear of what other people might think if you do. And I don't know who that is for you. Maybe you can tell me. If you were to step out and move into the direction that you feel you would love the most. You may know exactly what that is right now. You may have a kind of an idea. You may have no idea. You just know that you're unhappy in this current role that you're in. Who would you fear judgment from the most if you were to quote unquote fail? If you were to fail, because sometimes people will say that's their biggest fear. My biggest fear is of failing. My biggest fear is of failure. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. If you go a little bit deeper, you have to ask yourself, why do I fear failing? Oh, well, okay, well, I'm I'm worried that I would run out of money. Okay, and then what happens if you run out of money? Well, I can't pay my bills. Okay, you can't pay your bills, then what? And then I can't pay my mortgage or I can't pay my rent. Okay, then what? Well, then I end up homeless. Would you though? Would you actually end up on the streets? Would you let it go so far that you would end up on the streets so that there's no friend that would let you stay with them, no family member that would let you stay with them, no um, less expensive place you could move into or a job you could get? There's always things that can be done to prevent, in most cases, the worst case scenario from happening. So the fear of failing often is not so much running out of money or 
you know, um, having wasted all of this time as we like to think it is on the surface. It's actually what would other people think of me if I failed? What would I think of myself? What would I make that mean that I went after something that I really wanted and I missed the mark? Now that is a thought that is so scary, most of us would prefer not to try at all. And I used to have that same fear. When I was going to leave my job in finance as a mortgage broker and pursue that childhood dream that I mentioned earlier of destination wedding photography, I was petrified. I had created a good life for myself. You know, my husband and I had first bought a condo and then a few years later bought our first home together. We got married. We had a beautiful wedding. We have now our, you know, our house with the front yard, the backyard, the two-car garage. We each have our own cars. I had my little sports car that I wanted. We had our little fur baby. We could afford to go on trips. I could afford to go shopping. I could afford to, you know, treat my friends once in a while to spa dates or concerts. I could go on retreats. I could, you know, there wasn't much that I couldn't do if I wanted to. Life was good. And the most terrifying part was that I was not happy. And I was devastated because how could I be surrounded by everything I ever wanted and still feel unhappy. There was something missing. I couldn't put my finger on it. Ugh, it's so frustrating. You can't put your finger on it, can't put your, but there's something missing. There's a hole, there's, there's a hollowness when you go to sleep at night. Finally, I figured out what that was and it was fulfillment. It was fulfillment. I did not feel fulfilled in my life. I didn't feel like what I was doing had any meaning or real purpose. So I started to examine my life and ask myself, well, if I, if I could do anything in the world, if money and time were of no object, what would I want to be doing? And at the time, this is around, you know, getting towards the end of my 20s, it was photography. It was destination wedding photography. It was getting paid to take pictures of couples in beautiful locations around the world and be part of one of the most special days they'll ever share together dancing with them on the dance floor, photographing their first kiss, photographing the first time they lay eyes on each other, you know, all of these things, walking back down the aisle together as husband and wife. It was just everything that I ever wanted. And so that is what I went for at that period of my life. But there was a year-long period of absolute dread dread. I dreaded telling the owner of the company that I wanted to leave mortgages 
and leave the company. I dreaded. I dreaded what he would think. I dreaded what he would say. I dreaded what he would do because I wanted to give him, you know, at least three to six months notice just out of respect. But sometimes in the industry, you get walked out the door same day. But I, I still wanted that three to six months of income. So how do I respectfully give notice at the risk of him totally, you know, blowing a gasket and walking me out the door right then and there before I'm ready. So I really feared that. I feared, you know, people in my small town. Well, it's not that small, but it feels like a small town. Everyone kind of knows everybody. And, you know, once once word got out that I was leaving my job in finance to go take pictures for a living, you know, it sounds crazy and I thought people were going to think I was crazy and if I failed, I thought they'd all be giggling and laughing behind my back and I'd be mortified and humiliated. You know, these are all the things that were going through my mind. I lost sleep at night. I had this ball of pit of stress in my stomach all the time. I had like clammy hands. It just, this went on for 12 months. All the worst case scenarios. I actually did think, you know, that... I could end up homeless if this doesn't go right, if I can't pay my bills and I can't help pay the mortgage and, you know, everything could go south. I could lose everything that I had worked my whole life to build at this risk of wanting to take pictures for a living. I thought I was going to lose everything. But I fast forwarded my life to my deathbed and I asked myself, Would I rather stay and continue living this life that I have? Working as a mortgage broker, I actually really did love the people I worked with. So that was a huge plus. We laughed every day. I had my own office. Um, You know, I, I had a, like I say, I had the house, the car, the husband, the fur baby. You know, my friends and family lived in that town. And, you know, on paper, everything was really, really good. So it couldn't be that bad, right? If I stayed in this life, couldn't be that bad. Maybe I could just learn to be more grateful. Maybe that's all I had to do really was just learn how to be more grateful for the life I already had. That was one option. Another one was to find out what's possible, to take a risk to take a chance, to take a wild leap into a life that I would truly love to be living. I would have given anything for my life to be about taking pictures and traveling and laughing and dancing and smiles and love and connection and family and, you know, creating my own schedule and editing on my own terms and being creative for a living like that was everything like even talking about it now and reliving how that felt it was just it made me feel alive so when I thought about myself on my deathbed hopefully years and years and years and decades and decades and decades from now I thought about how I would feel about my life if I continued on the path that I was on all the way until my deathbed. 
Then I thought about how I would feel if I went after the life I actually wanted. And I don't know how that's going to turn out. I didn't at the time. I didn't know if it was going to be successful or a huge failure. I didn't know if I was going to make a lot of money or go completely broke. But there was one thing that I did know. And that was, for me, I would rather try and even fail at doing something I love than to never know what could have been. To me, that would be the biggest failure of my whole life would be not even trying at all. So I, I thought about it and I thought, okay, Jen, if we go after this photography thing and it doesn't work out and the whole town is laughing at you behind your back because you thought it was a good idea to leave your good job in finance with people you love in your own office and, you know, I had built great momentum in that business at this point. You thought it would be a good idea to walk away from that, to go take pictures for a living. And you thought that would work out and it didn't. And here you are realizing that you failed. It didn't work out. Now what are you going to do? I wanted to play this out in my head. And I thought, you know what? As long as I know that I tried and I gave it my all and I gave it my best shot, if it didn't work out, I would happily go back to my desk as a mortgage broker or go get a job at a bank if the office that I had was filled or go get a job at a different lending office or maybe, you know, work a side job and take training on something else that I want to do. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out as I go. And I thought, oh my goodness. And then I thought about my worst fears. Like, Jen, what if you can't pay your mortgage? Jen, what if you can't pay your bills? You know, what if then I'll get a job or I'll get a side job or I'll find a way to make some extra money on the side. Maybe I'll have to bartend or serve a few nights a week. If I, if I really need to, I will. Maybe I can get a business loan. Maybe I can live in a smaller house or somewhere where the cost of living isn't so high. Just for a short period of time, right? Just if I needed to for a, for a one year or two year time frame, if I needed to really buckle down just to see if I could lift this dream off, I was willing to do it. I was willing to do anything not to have regrets on my deathbed. That's when I knew I was going to move forward with this. Did the fear go away? No. No. Even as I was talking this through and gaining clarity and, and determining what was worth it to me and what wasn't and what I want to feel on my deathbed and what I don't want to feel on my deathbed and deciding, okay, I'm going to move forward with this. It doesn't mean that the fear was gone. It was not gone. But I had made a clear decision that I was moving forward no matter how much fear I felt. I was going to put one foot in front of the other and I was going to figure this thing out and I was going to find out what's possible for me in my life. Because even if that includes failure, at least I know. And I will not die wondering. 
So at the end of the day, these fears were, were very real. And if you're having them, they are very real. They're, they're real to you, right? The, this fear of lack, that what if I run out of money? What if I don't have time? Um, the truth is, when we run out of money, there's always a way to find more. There's a way to create more. There's a way to summon more, manifest more. There's always a way. And if you do run out of money, then, you know, then there's somewhere I'm sure that you can stay or figure out or whatever. You know, there's, there's, as Marie Forleo says, everything is always figure outable. Everything. So you have to decide, are you going to live your life making decisions out of fear or decisions out of faith? I'll tell you what, I don't want to get to my deathbed and look back on all the fear-based decisions that I made. What a letdown that would be for me, for myself. All the times that you take a chance, that you trust that when you leap, the net will appear, that's when you're truly living. That's when you can feel your heart beating your breath speeding up. You're facing your fear head on and you feel exhilaration on the other side. Think of a time when you were really afraid to do something and you did it anyway. Maybe you had to give a speech at a wedding or an event. Maybe you had to be honest with someone that you were really worried about having an honest conversation with. Have you put yourself out there to someone you had feelings for, not knowing if they had feelings for you? When was the last time you did something that scared you? And how did you feel once you did it? Like no matter the outcome, you feel relief, right? You feel relief. You can feel exhilaration, freedom. You feel stronger. Like, man, if I can do that, then I can do anything. I can do this. I could do that. I could face this fear, that fear. When I talk about judgment, it's not just about the fear of judgment from others. You know, I used to fear judgment from the people that I really wanted to earn their respect the most. So for you, that might be your parents. It might be your in-laws. might be your siblings. might be your peers. might be your classmates. might be your mentors. People you look up to. But if we live in the shadows of fearing what other people think, we are going to end up on our deathbed one day. And will you be okay with having made those decisions? What is one decision right now that you've been avoiding making? Maybe you've been avoiding making this decision because of how it would affect other people what other people might think of you. There's one resource that we have that we will never ever get back and that's our time. You know, money we can make over and over and over again and even if you run out of money, 
Even if you go into debt, guess what? You can make more money and you can get out of debt. And you can do that again and again and again and again. But every time a moment passes, it's gone forever. So if you're in this place of indecision, if you're kind of standing on the sidelines, on the edge, on the fence, back and forth, back and forth, there goes another moment of your life and another and another and another. The truth is, and hang on with, with this one, there are no right or wrong decisions. There are no right or wrong decisions on a deep, deep, deep spiritual level, infinite, limitless level. There are no right and wrong decisions. No matter what decision you make, it's going to give you further insights into what you want and how you can move forward from there. So release the need to make the right decision and just make the decision that feels best for you and your present and your future. That feels most exciting to you. That feels most aligned, most like it's going to help you thrive and live your purpose. If it's going to help you get closer to feeling fulfilled, then say yes to it. And from there, you'll gather more information and more insights for your next decision. And your next and your next and your next. And this is how your life slowly starts to transition from feeling stuck or indecisive, incomplete, at a standstill to forward momentum in a fulfilling direction. Forward momentum in a fulfilling direction. Start making decisions and start making them based in faith. Trust your gut instincts. Listen to your heart. Say yes if it feels good, even if your head has no understanding of how this is going to work out or if you just made the most bonehead crazy decision of your life. That's what I was experiencing when I was leaving my job in finance for photography. My heart was whispering, yes, 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 yes. My head was screaming, are you crazy? What are you doing? Everyone's going to laugh at you. You're going to fail. But I kept listening to that whispering in my heart. Again and again and again. I felt the fear. I did it anyway. One baby step at a time. One small decision at a time. Until eventually I found myself living a whole new life. A whole new reality. And then that reality of being a photographer and living that life and having so much joy and exhilaration and passion led me to my next steps to what I do now. When I started feeling unfulfilled and and less passionate about photography and at least being a full-time photographer anyways, um, it wasn't because something was wrong or something bad had happened. It was simply that that chapter of my life had run its course and my soul was now giving me guidance in the form of discontentment 
Discontentment is guidance from your soul that there's something better for you out there. There's something coming. There's something available to you that feels better than this. That is what discontentment is. It's, it's just guidance from your soul. It's not good or bad. You didn't do anything right or wrong. It's not black or white. It just is. It's guidance. So make the decisions. Drop down from your head into your heart. Make decisions that your heart is nodding yes to. That your heart is whispering yes to. And if you will do that again and again and again and again. I promise you six months from now, your life is going to feel entirely different than it does today. And for those of you listening that have that tapping on your shoulder, that you do want to be of service to others in a meaningful, fulfilling way. Maybe you want to do something similar to what I do. Maybe you want to write a book. Maybe you want to coach others online um, by phone. Maybe you want to be a mentor in uh, branding or marketing or help others overcome struggles that you once had, perhaps with eating disorders or health or self-confidence, self-love. Um, I do have something that is about to open called the Awakener's Certification. So if you're feeling called to check out the details for that, be sure you check the link in the show notes to this episode while it's still there. Or go to my Instagram, Jennifer Jade underscore success coach, and I'll have the link in my bio for as long as it's available as well. So we're about to open the doors. You'll want to get your name on there fast for details. And um, it's, it's definitely going to be a full circle training for those who want to not only discover their purpose, but create an income in a way that's aligned with what their purpose truly is. So purpose discovery and creating a soul aligned income full time. If that's you, make sure you check it out. Make sure it's a fit and I'll see you there. Thank you so much, friends. I love you. I'll see you in the next episode. That's it for today, my friend. But before you go, I have a request and a surprise for you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please let me know and help me spread the love by taking a quick screenshot and tagging me on social media or by leaving a rating and review on iTunes. The more I know what you're loving, the more I can create what helps you the most. The surprise? I have some free resources to help you along on your soul adventure. Just simply head to jenniferj.com forward slash free gifts or click the link in the show notes right here in iTunes. Thank you so much again for being here. I'm sending you so much love and I'll see you in the next episode.